Katjana, I read somewhere this quote and it just seems so apt. High level conflict with your ex is like toxic secondhand air pollution wow. that your kids are breathing. How does it affect kids who are exposed to a bad atmosphere like this? You like it as well, I can tell. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, like that's just so poetic how it was described. But basically, yeah, I mean, it's never a good thing when kids are exposed to any type of conflict, whether regardless of whether mom and dad are still legally married or not, right? So because we are exposing them to um, unhealthy types of communications, we're exposing them to a lot of tension, a lot of stress. And, you know, we've talked at length previously about depending on how old they are, whether they'd be able to process what's going on. So regardless of whether there's a legally binding document between mom and dad, that type of tension is never healthy. But what makes it additionally more challenging when mom and dad are divorced is because in my experience, a lot of the times parents have this almost out of sight, out of mind mentality where the child is often used as the sounding board for their grievances because they don't have to see their partner anymore as a byproduct of the divorce. Mm. But the child being in the middle, you can't divorce your mom and dad, you know, often have to take it on from both sides. And that adds to an extra layer of complexity and negativity, in my opinion. That's added pressure, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's already a concept that is just so foreign and I feel kind of goes against sort of the natural evolutionary programming in our head that we have these two individuals who brought us into the world and they're sort of our shepherds, our guardians and sort of the people we look up to. And then all of a sudden this this union is dissolved. Um, a lot of kids find that concept very difficult to accept even when they're older. Like I work mm-hmm. with a lot of teenagers who find it hard to accept uh, when mom and dad decide to go separate ways. So that in itself is already a really challenging thing. And I think a lot of it kind of comes down to the fact that there's this sense of attachment or bonding that we develop at a very young age. And these are the two people that we often bond with first. And when there's a dissolution of that bond with each other, it makes a lot of kids question sort of the strength and the security that comes with the bond they make with their parents. They're being introduced to the concept that not all relationships are forever at a very young age. And so that really introduces things like abandonment anxiety and attachment anxiety, all of that as a byproduct of divorce already. And then when you add parents who are in conflict in their parenting skills, that's an extra layer of stress that we're adding on top of them. Katiana, if you've had a difficult or acrimonious breakup and this has happened, all of this sort of problems, the negativity, the infighting, the whatever it is you want to call it, can you reverse or remedy the, the damage? And if so, how? I believe everything can be remedied, right? And the first step towards that is acknowledging and understanding where you've made those missteps and rectifying that. Like that's got to start first, right? A lot of time, the mistake that I see that parents make is they expect the child to be able to understand like, you know, oh, mom and dad was going through a difficult time. You know, that was understandable given everything that was happening then. They put that expectation on the children to be able to have the emotional emotional maturity to rationalize those things. And that's why you're already getting off on the wrong foot. So I tell parents, if you have realized, and and I actually have had these conversations with a couple of my uh, clients' parents who've realized that their interactions have impacted their child. And so the first thing that I tell them to do is to present a united front because nothing can happen if you guys are parenting from other sides of the fence. It is possible for you to be able to not like each other, 
but at least present to your children that you're on the same page about everything. Um, make a point to uh, show your kids because ultimately, and I was doing some research on this, ultimately the thing that the kids worry about the most is that the dissolution of the marriage, the divorce is going to mean they no longer have mom and dad. The mm. logistics and stuff is kind of stuff that they can cope with and adapt to, mm. but it is the the worry or the realization that mom and dad will no longer be my mom and dad as a byproduct of all these changes. And so if we are reinforcing that, ensuring that parenting is being done on the same page, that mom and dad show up to events together if it's at all possible, that quality time is being spent, that these kids know that no matter what, my mom and dad might live in separate houses, but they're still my mom and my dad. And if parents have made that misstep coming back to that uh, foundation is the first step and a lot of time young kids especially adapt to that really quickly it'll be almost like as if you didn't make that misstep to begin with right what if it's just one parent who recognizes that this is toxic because they've sort mm. of they've come out of the hurt let's just say they've healed enough mm. to realize that um and the other parent still isn't quite there yet you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. is it possible to for one parent to be able to get both on the same page it's very common actually it's what you've just described or one parent is more open and understanding and aware versus the other and so what they often do or what i often advise them to do is to be at the very least the person who's not adding to the pile right yeah. worst case scenario you'll have one parent who used the child as a punching bag or as a sounding block but then if the other parent is making a concerted effort to reinforce the fact that you know there is this distance that i am enforcing where i am not using you as a sounding block i'm not going to speak ill of that particular parent um, i'm going to reinforce that you need to respect and look up to that particular parent and that there is communication between me and my ex-partner those are things that do some type of good right you are going to need to do some type of damage control if your child comes back and has some reaction mm-hmm. as a byproduct of things that they've heard while they were with the other parent mm-hmm. but so long as you remember that the goal is to not alienate that parent with your child and have these conversations with your child where you go yeah you know you know moms and dads we're humans too and sometimes we get angry and we say really really nasty things which is not right and we really shouldn't be doing that so kind of going back to what we're talking about explaining these things to your children it's not as effective as having both mom and dad on the same plate Mm. but it does some type of benefit co-parenting with your ex can be a nightmare but you can Mm. get it into a good place where it's a well-oiled machine that works and you've Mm -hmm. said before earlier you don't have to like them but you can do this well right just like you can work with a boss you hate well right um so if you were to have a checklist of the top things to remember if you find Mm. yourself in the situation Mm -hmm. what would that be Mm. so First thing is that the united front, right? So you need to present to your child that there is a united front. It doesn't matter whether it started off there, right? You could be on completely polar opposites of the scale, but when the information reaches your child, there needs to be a united front. So if you're going to bicker, bicker, but in private, right? Do not have your child exposed to any of that. So united front being the first, the second being kind of linked to the first where we don't want to expose your child to any of the dramas and toxicity and arguments that might happen in the middle because remember they're passengers on this plane they want privy they want uh, involved in any of the conflict and so putting them into that just causes issues that you don't want to have to deal with so we want to keep them separate from any of the issues that you and your ex might be having right so we're not saying you shouldn't have issues just make sure the children are not exposed to it finally i think at the end of the day it's about cooperation 
rather than compromise, right? So it's about mm-hmm. finding a way to do something that's in the best interest of the child, irrespective of whether it's something that is uh, you enjoy or irrespective of whether it's something that you necessarily like, right? But it's about whether it's in the best interest of the child. So as parents, we all generally have um, an understanding of what messages or what lessons we want our children to learn. And that should be kind of the guiding light. So it's it's a child and error. No parent gets it right on the first go. No parent on the, upon the, the dissolution of a marriage get it immediately correctly. But even if you make a mistake, even if you do say something ill about your partner, sorry, your ex-partner, um, you can not to say retract it, but you can address it at a later date with your child. You can ensure that your child is still looking upon that parent positively. So just remembering all of these things, and if you make a mistake, reassess, and then kind of go from there. I like the fact that you said it's like the kid didn't choose to be on this flight, this plane, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and you're, the, you're piloting this, two people are piloting this. Yes, there will be turbulence, but let's try yeah. to limit the turbulence. Just there. land the darn land plane. Land safely, yes. right? <laughs> yes, and it's just like when you're on a plane, and we're going through turbulence pilot always comes on and explains what just happened right and so it is really a flight that we're putting our kids on but they don't really get a choice but what you do how you pilot this plane determines how they respond when they get to their destination so it's a big task 